no intention to leave my work unfinished. To do this, we'll have to scale a ladder of lowlifes. And join the party, we've already started. First stop is a woman named Selby. Mid-level fence I still have a line on. From there we climb. So all this time you've been rich? I'm a baron, Sam. My family was royalty until your friends destroyed my country. On your left and welcome everyone to episode 3 of Falcon and the Weekly Soldier, our Falcon and Winter Soldier discussion show on Best Film Ever and Talking to Mickey. I'm Ethan. And I'm Ian. Yeah, and that's all we have. It's it's a, it's a boys' night. Boys' night. Uh, this is half almost, of our group's been snapped out of existence. This is almost a horror film. Every every time we come back, I, I guess you're doing a solo <laughs> show next week. I don't know how this is gonna work. Uh, yeah, one one of the time we're getting. I don't know which horror movie cliche that makes me and you. Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'll take the start. You'll you'll just say what? Take the stoner who oh, somehow the, survived. The stoner who's oh, you're 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 LL Cool J in Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, yeah. I'm the scientist girl, I guess, in that regard. Yeah. Oh, well, she's not like <laughs> she's not that interesting. Hopefully, that's not that's where the comparisons end. Hopefully, that's not accurate with me. But yeah, just just the two of us today. Yeah, I will say it was it was supposed to be uh, filmed with a couple more people, but this has changed four different times because very similar to Sharon Carter in this episode, I vanished off the face of the earth for about a week, well, which yeah. is uh, it was why I was gone from talking to Mickey. We, but um, yeah, it, it was fun. It's it's been yeah, and and here we go, and episode three, an important episode, a really important episode, I think. Uh, I think the the midpoint of the season, the the I think the main cards have sort of been dealt. We see sort of where we're going, and now we're into no man's land in terms of content that we've seen in adverts and trailers. So it's a it's a real it's a real conundrum from now on, the which game, will be interesting to see. The game is truly afoot. Yeah. Yes. I've, I'm going to say this one now, though. I really did enjoy this episode, but I feel that it's taken us three episodes to actually get to uh, what episode one has could have established, personally. Uh, we've said that every episode, but I'm going to say this again. Yeah. They're going to run out of time. I I can't wait. I really can't wait to see where this goes, but... Um, one division has made me concerned about episode, pacing and episode time. six. They're gonna try and cram it all into the end. Oh, God, I hope. Not. Yeah, but, but in terms of cramming, I guess we can talk. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll go through the episode. We'll, we'll we'll speed through as as much as we can without skipping over important details about sort of what happened with the episode and how we think it went. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a probably a, a, a good way to sort of summarize what, what, what the intent is to be, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we open this episode, which I believe is called um, Power Broker. Uh, yeah, Power Broker, uh, with the GRC uh, having an advert, which was first discussed in the previous episode uh, on the Jeep with uh, fake Captain America, uh, Lamar, I think. Yes. No, 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 no. Lamar was someone else. Sorry, my notes are a bit skewed. Um, Lamar Hoskins, yeah, Hoskins, and yeah, Hoskins, Sam, and Bucky, and it's the Global Repatriation Council, which is just anyone who came back after the blip <laughs> is, uh, you know, 
able to live a life without being completely bankrupted and homeless. For all of you uh, who is- missed your uh, mid-episode advertisements in WandaVision, <laughs> <laughs> we've got <laughs> we've got the most boring version of that possible here. I was watching this on the big screen in the lounge, and my mom walked through and was like, "I hate American when Americans when they do these kind of ads." And I was like, "Is that?" She asked if it was a real ad or like part of the TV show. And I was like. I don't really know anymore. And oh, that's okay. the good part about this. It, it felt like, I mean, I've seen this ad a thousand different ways yeah. in, I watch American football a lot. And so you get to see all the American adverts and I've seen variations of this a thousand times over. So, Oh yeah. It's always like the nuclear family at the beach with the sunset and they're holding hands and swinging their child. And side effects include, and then it's just a long list. <laughs> But yeah, we see that, and then it's just it's 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 just sort of an info dump to tell us how society is moving on now that everyone's back, and then we just go straight to, um, I believe it's the new Cap and Lamar Hoskins who are trying to find where uh, Carly was the previous episode with our uh, our chicken liver friend. Yes, that's Ginger Freckleface. Yes, Robin and, Hood. Um, A name which did not Robin come Hood. up again. No. Uh, so he's he's been questioned by fake cap by by John Walker and he's 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 just given nothing. He spits in his face and this is when John really starts to lose like, Do you know who I am? Yeah, and I don't care. Like this this the chicken liver man does not give any fucks about his his safety at all. And I think this is where we're seeing John already start to break which will be very interesting for me personally to see how deep they go with this. Yeah, I mean, uh, Hoskins, it's interesting. Hoskins is like a good dude. You know what I mean? Like, Hoskins' pure reason for existing is to say the, like, rational thing so we can see Walker, yeah. like, go off the deep end. But I'm like... I He's a good dude in a bad situation. Yeah, like, I don't believe the two of these guys would have been friends for all this time and found themselves in this mutually supportive situation i just think i'm just waiting for something to turn and for hoskins to join the avengers proper in some capacity this is the thing like everyone's been making the joke that oh it's another like white marvel hero with his black sidekick and if you look at all of the previous ones cap and and sam or you know tony and uh roadie uh roadie i was about just to say don Cheadle. um <laughs> but they always make sense to be put together even though like tony was completely reckless at points there was still like a sense of respect well, and also understanding of both of those even belief the, systems even all the way back in, in iron man one i mean tony and james rhodes their relationship made sense and that one was the military hookup and that would explain why they were friends and then yeah. they had the same endpoint with different ideologies but this isn't the same endpoint with two different ideologies these are just two completely different men Mm. I can't believe for a moment that that Hoskins is signing up for a fraction of what Newcap is trying to um, pull off. You know, it it just it doesn't it just doesn't make any sense to me. I, I really like Hoskins, and I'm kind of like I feel mm. bad that he's saddled with this with this situation, especially the actor. His job is just to go out there and say the reasonable thing so we can watch why and have a tantrum. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's 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 good for that, and I I, I think. I'm hoping there'll be like some payoff to like a character arc, but we we don't have time for that. I've got a feeling. <laughs> no, I don't think so. So speaking of not having time, we then go back to Sam and Bucky who are going to see Zemo, and uh, Bucky wants to see Zemo alone because you know he hates the Avengers and Sam's one of them, 
and they also have ties to Hydra. And Sam's like, yeah, sure, let's go ahead. And we get, I think, a cute little scene uh, after this, where after Bucky sees Zemo, he tries to do the, the mind control words. But yeah, that before was great. he's like, ah, nah, nah, nah. Oh, I, I had that. a moment. I I thought we were about to get like some Winter Soldier return for a second, and I was kind of concerned. And then he's like, nah, don't welcome me. It's it, all good. It, it would have been great if he like faked it out for a minute and was just like, uh, uh, nah. It would have been... <laughs> I think it would have had people screaming, and then we get the the cute scene, which is after they're saying, "Oh, you know, we've got to we've got to do this." Uh, Sam and Bucky are walking through, and Bucky's like, "Okay, so hypothetically, yeah, there's a plan. So what if Zemo broke out of jail because of all of these different step by steps?" And I thought it was a really interesting way for them to do a heist scene in a film without having to like do how marvel have done high scenes especially since the back and forth is just imagine if we did this thing and the entire time sam saying no 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 and then he's like then why are we here let me tell you because zemo's here and i think the plan was uh he gives him a code word i believe and then as bucky leaves the prison he gets two inmates to fight which causes a riot so zemo can leave Oh yeah, two inmates to to have a uh, cause a riot by fighting. So then Zemo can leave and escape in someone else's costume. Yeah, he does sort of kidnap yeah. a guard at one point. I just have two questions. Yeah, and the first would be: Did you fall for this? Did you get sucked into the idea that it was hypothetical? Because I kind of went instantly went. This isn't a hypothetical. I've done this hypothetical situation, yeah, I, and then said what I've done. I mid, I immediately was like. This is happening in oh, real okay. time. There's, there's no way this wouldn't like it. It, it was too like specific in yeah. like the camera work to have it just be a, a yeah. hypothetical. It was like the best parts of the Ant Man plans, but without the voiceover, or without the yeah, the, yeah. the the cutesy voiceover from um oh what's that character's name? Oh, uh, Louise. I Louise. Yeah. yeah. Um. But my my other point I, and my question is this. Zemo was being held in basically a plastic box, right? Yeah. How does he have any information about what's going on outside? Um, it's explained a bit later on, but Bucky gave uh, Zemo like his notebook, and he put it in because uh, the thing that I glossed over was he asks what uh, Zemo's favorite book is that he's reading, and he's like, "Oh, it's some philosopher, I think." Uh, Machiavelli. Machiavelli, and he gifts him a Machiavelli book, which happens just to have uh, Bucky's notebook in which had the, the whole plan through so he could then uh, fulfill it. Oh, it's not the plan I'm talking about. How does he oh. know what's going on with the Flag Smashers? Like, how is this guy more in the loop than, like, other characters who live outside in the real world? I have the, the guard, no idea. The guards I think aren't it's coming in and telling him what's wrong. going on. Oh, I don't know. I think they kind of yada yada that we're supposed to go. He's a supervillain, so he kind of knows. I think that is that was the mo of it, but now, I, thought, I have no idea. I thought Machiavelli was an interesting choice of a philosopher or an author because Machiavelli was all about power and intimidation and using that to uh, manipulate people and and keeping that basically your power can be get more power by by appealing to people's basis needs and exploiting them and having them fear you ruling by fear rather than by love yeah. and i thought that was a a fitting um 
even just something as small as that was was very fitting to attach to Zemo, a character who I don't think got a lot of developments in Civil War uh, because you had too much plot you had to get through. And this was, I welcomed this episode a lot. Mm. I liked him in Civil War, so I was very excited for this. And I like Daniel Brühl as an actor as well. I think he's fantastic in things like Inglorious Bastards. So seeing him be able just to be like really... Just, I don't know if charming's the right word, but I kind of fell in love with Zemo in this episode. A, he's just really, he's just really nice. There's a dark charm but, to him, yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's just like an Austrian Loki. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. But yeah. A Loki Loki, if you will. Yeah. Uh, so then after Sam begrudgingly accepts that Zemo is now going to be part of their, their dream boy band team up, um, they, the next day they go to an airport, which it turns out Zemo's Sokovian royalty and he's a baron. Now, I've heard of Baron is, Zemo before. Yeah. Yeah. This made me very excited because whenever I've mentioned Zemo in like talking about Civil War, I keep calling him Baron Zemo oh, okay. and I'm not meaning to, but like his his actual title role in the comics has always been baron zemo he's like a he's a baron of a, of a faraway land who happens to then become like a a big villain with with a with a stupid purple mask and and crown which is the fact that they were able to tie it in in a in a way that made sense as well respectfully without it going too hokey especially for the the tone the show is going for i thought was really well done plus I'm going to be honest, I think it was the previous episode, we were like, I'd like if the film ended with um, the the therapist or psychiatrist becoming like the the M of Bucky and Sam's like sort of superhero world. I'd, I'd love it if Zemo becomes like their Q. Just this, oh. just Zemo's sort of bankrolling their little superhero business he's, doing all that. He's Loki, he's going to disappear, isn't he? Oh, we, I, I totally know that he's going to be yeah. a villain by the end of this, but I, I'm loving every single bit of this trio. Okay. Um, so we find out because he's he's a baron, he has a private plane, and he's got a, he's got an Alfred who's like been waiting for him the entire time, and he's wearing a baller coat. Yeah, I love the furry coat. Uh, sort of like just like it's the, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I tell you what, it's like it's like if Bruce Wayne was a villain rather than rather than a hero. Yeah. What would yeah. you ha- What would happen if you had like infinite resources? <laughs> Apparently, royalty doesn't just mean royalty; it means you're you're loaded beyond belief. I I like it's like it's like the reason that I like uh, Zemo, and I also love um, oh Metal Face from from Fantastic Four, uh, Doctor Doom. There we go. Sure. Because they're both really rich and just so, like, wickedly charming, but also so dark. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that we're starting to get more of these kind of characters and villains, which are more anti-hero than just straight villain. Um, so they're saying they need to go to this place called Madripoor. And Madripoor is uh, this island near the Indonesian Arpelagio, yeah. I think they say. Yeah, I'm not sure Bucky and, nailed the pronunciation there, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's basically like their version of any crime town. Uh, this um, is where the episode just turns into John Wick. Oh, oh John Wick. I was going to say Blade Runner yeah. 2049, but any, <laughs> any, any city that's just been neon for, for yeah. futuristic purposes. Um, yeah, it, it is a, a place run by ne'er-do-wells. It is 
a think Tortuga in. Uh, I was literally Pirates about to go Tortuga. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Uh, we need someone to, to to you know rinse off um, Mr. Gibbs for the smell, and we pretty much would have been there. Yeah. So yeah, uh, no no yeah. one no one slapped Bucky for uh, for things that he might or may, may not have deserved. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we get to that, and before we get off, it's when we sort of see the the um, the notebook that I was talking about before that Bucky had that he gave to Zemo to to tell him the plan, and it turns out that this notebook that uh, Steve uh, Bucky's been using to tell a plan, and also is the same notebook that has had all of his Winter Soldier uh, past uh, interactions, so people like Satoshi and um, the woman that was part of Hydra. It's the same notebook that Steve had when he came out of the ice. And they're talking about, oh, yeah, uh, Steve, he loved Marvin Gaye. What about you? Oh, I didn't really like Marvin Gaye. And even Zemo is the one who understands what Marvin Gaye's uh, Trouble Man soundtrack was really about, which I thought was it's it's a nice interaction between the three to get you into the sort of the tone of their their relationship for the next sort of. 40 minutes yeah yeah it was an interesting thing where um zemo says it captures the uh struggle of the african-american man and um falcon tells him to, he's out of line but that, that he's right and uh it was, it was an interesting it's an interesting line um i i i i, I don't know is, is it out of line i mean uh, Zemo's obviously done some education on this and put some thought in, and does that disqualify him from having a comment on it? He's taught, he's telling another, he's telling another white guy this. If he told a black guy this, then I get the issue. Um, I think it's more because it's Zemo than anyone, but I, I, I haven't gone oh, back I just to rewatch. Think, I just think it's because it's a white guy saying it. It might be. I need to go back yeah. and rewatch it because it's been a couple of days since I've seen it, but but it was it was a great scene and then there's the bit where of course uh where, where Zemo clocks on and vocalizes that it's his uh, his make amends list and uh we yeah. see the, we see the switch go from 6 to midnight with um with Bucky and he grabs him by the throat and it's a very um primal kind of reaction oh it's it, there is there is intent to kill with that like yeah. he's that enraged which I thought was, it, we haven't seen that side of Bucky yet really like come out. Especially to show in, that to Zemo, who had manipulated him so yeah. successfully previously. I'm like, oh, this is it's it's well done. It's well it's it's well written. I like that. The 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 whole dynamic I think is why I love this episode is because you can really tell that underneath all the jokiness, there's still a lot of tension between these characters that we're going to see unravel soon. I think. Yep. So now we're in Madripoor, which uh, is apparently, from something I was reading, um, is based on things like Hong Kong, Shanghai, and Macau, which I have not heard of before, but I think with some research, it's another sort of Asian uh, sort of neon district type area. And uh, this is where we then get the, the... the secret identities. So Bucky's going to just be the Winter Soldier, and Sam is uh, taking the identity of a guy called the Smiling Tiger, which is just a. Uh, I think he refers to him as a pimp. Yeah, he says I look like a pimp, and they go, "Okay, well, it looks like a pimp yeah. to an American is actually, you know, uh, some sort of African. I think it's some sort of title that they that they gave. And oh, okay, I guess it was a way of explaining away of a silly looking suit. 
Uh, I thought it was charming, especially for like, the characters that we're getting, especially because of... I think this is just Zemo trying to get as much, like... As much fun as he can get out of this trip without, like, getting his ass beat yeah. for making fun of them. Yeah, not, not, not a bad shout. And... Yeah. And then, instead of getting more sort of story and fun with the with the three we then go to the sm- like the shortest scene i think i was expecting in this which is just we go to carly who's in uh in a hospital with i w- i thought it was her mother at first yeah. i assume so because of the way that she's caressing uh their hand but i think it might just be a random person she to- might she might just be really really um really close to them or something just really empathetic and yeah yeah Oh yeah, as, as we we learn later on, she has a lot of empathy and feeling for anyone. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, if, if if you weren't snapped, then she's got all the time in the world for you. If you were snapped, yeah. watch out. But yeah, so they're on their their deathbed, and we then just go back. It's a very short scene, which I think they just put in because they needed, at least in that point, they needed to then explain it later on instead of having it be too to expand it on it was just there to to break up the 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 fun scenes i think and i think if you come across the idea that she's clearly grieving it doesn't excuse but it provides some context for what's going to happen later yeah and then back to Majapur for the for the lads fun and it's um zemo mentions a woman called uh sorry a person called uh the power broker who we don't see in this episode but it's constantly name dropped throughout the rest of this episode and to get to the power broker, they need to uh, go to someone called Selby, who is uh, trying to find all the super soldier serum. Because it turns out that uh, this whole issue with the Flag Smashers and why they have so many powers is because they stole the super soldier serum at a point during the blip. And they have a, a person who can, thankfully for them, create more super soldier serum and they're trying to find that person called uh dr wilfred nagel uh that celery mentions during their interaction and to get this information though um zemo just straight up sells bucky as the winter soldier well before this there's this great fight scene where i think we have to talk about in the bar yeah i mean there's there's a little joke with some drink that the smiling tiger doesn't want to drink it's it's i guess cute enough and all but they're told never ever ever break character as if your life depends on it never break character and so um some some toughs come and try to rough up everybody and so uh, Zemo six the Winter Soldier, who has to go back to his Winter Soldier-esque ways, and he's so uh, convincing in his performance as the Winter Soldier that um, Falcon has to check to make sure that he's not relapsing in some capacity. And I like that. I, they're playing with the notion of just how cured is Bucky and, and the doubt thereof, which then leads him and grants them an audience with Shelby and the big reveal, of course, being... Uh, the It's just... I don't even know what the big reveal really is at this point. There's just a dude who's got... I think it was got, just surprising uh, that Shelby was a woman. I was just kind of going, oh! Yeah, that that was... Because I heard Selby and I was like, oh, it can't be... It, it's, it'll be like... I was expecting like some kind of Alfred Molina-style actor. Yeah. So I was, I was pleasantly surprised by that. One thing I forgot to mention, though, is when Bucky's doing his fake winter soldier fight people are taking photos and taking videos on their phone yeah and this is going to tie into the probably the deal he made to not yeah yeah and he's gonna be besides, i think that's gonna, gonna, gonna come back to zemo like that's not gonna work out yeah yeah um 
so Selby's saying that there is this guy, uh, Dr. Nagel, and they need to find him. But before anything else can be found out, Sam gets a call from Sarah and they say, oh, put, put it on put it on speaker so we, we know what's going on. And Sam, I, I thought this scene was kind of cute. It's just Sam trying to pretend that he's he's still the smiling tiger. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll go to the bank and I'll kill him with with all with all my money and do all this. And the second that Sarah doesn't understand what's going on, she's like, oh, Sam, I've got to go. And the second that she says, Sam, they all clock on that he's not the smiling tiger. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if a Cheerios reference starts, had him sort of going halfway down that road. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot what the Cheerios reference. Um, and then, yeah. And then Selby is saying that every, they, they need to kill him because this is, a, this is a spy or something. And then she's killed by just... An unknown assassin out That's of right, nowhere. Yeah, yeah just uh, a, a gunshot goes through the window, kills her, and immediately hell starts to break loose. And this is where the, I think this episode goes really into John Wick territory because it's just, hey, these people are on the run now because there's a hit on them for like a billion Bitcoin, which was weird to see them bring Bitcoin into yeah. this of all currencies. And uh, they're trying to get out of Madripoor, and all the bounty hunters are going after them because <laughs> for everyone about, assumes that... For, for about 15 seconds. Know what this yeah. was? This is like when you're playing Grand Theft Auto or Red Dead Redemption, and there's that <laughs> circle of red chasing you, and you manage to run far yeah. enough out of the circle that they all forget you exist and, and, and walk back home. <laughs> because they get... Pretty much. They get barely out of the town center, and before they... As they run into a familiar face, like, that's it. There's no more... Concern of anybody out to get them. It's just, yeah, it was just stupid. Because there's even like a woman who's seeing them run past and she like finger guns them to be yeah. like, you're gonna die. Yeah. And then they're just sort of gone. And then and all of a sudden, they're before, free to have this five minute conversation. Yeah. And they're not even, yeah. like, if that was happening to me, I would be panicked. But they're like totally calm and chill, having this relaxed conversation, catching up. Let's catch up. It's, it's sort of just a jog. It's like a jog of, oh, why'd you do that? What happened there? And then, boom, we find out our, our fourth member of this quartet is uh, Sharon Carter, who, uh, if anyone remem doesn't remember her, uh, she was Peggy's niece that Steve made out with before he went back to get uh, and spend the rest of his life made with Made out Peggy. with? She was Cap's hookup yeah. in more ways than one <laughs> in Civil War. <laughs> Uh, Steve. And it, is, it, is, it just, is, it just, is it just me, or are they trying to like suggest a romantic storyline between Falcon and Sharon? I have no idea. I, I thought it up, was. I picked up on some. We're trying to establish some romantic chemistry here. There was there was some sexual tension at some point, which yeah. I thought was really weird. But we learn uh, with Sharon at least that uh, even though all the other characters in Civil War had a had a plea deal and were able to at least be innocent eventually, Sharon was the only person who didn't get uh, any innocence, didn't get any retribution at all, and she's been on the run ever since and hasn't even been able to speak to her family since the uh, the Accords uh, happened. Well, I'll tell you what, she's developed a very specific set of skills in that time. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's my just word. Like, was she like this in Civil War? I don't remember her being like this in Civil War. She was like this sort of in Civil War. I remember it was a bit more physical in uh, Winter Soldier. Wait, she wasn't. She wasn't in Winter Soldier, was she? Yeah, she was. She oh, was she uh, Steve's okay. next door neighbor. Yeah, she oh, was. Okay. The, she was the nurse next door that takes him out after Fury gets killed. Uh, uh, I haven't killed. seen Winter Soldier in yeah. years. But yeah, yeah. Um, 
Okay, I didn't remember her being this physical because she she gets a whole like five minute window to herself. Walk, yeah, she looked very Black Widow. You're not wrong in that. Especially like she even has like a a, a throat kick, and I think choke and she does with her like thighs the, as well at some yeah, point. The, yeah, the, the whole head scissors, scissors as spin, you yeah. as you stretch them. And that's <laughs> I think Scarlett Johansson's saying I get royalties for that, right? Like that's that's mine. Oh, that's that's totally like uh, her her thing at that point, which oh. was like. Whoever the stunt, that they were doing them, but. whoever the stunt person was, just because ScarJo leaves doesn't mean they have to stop doing the one thing they get paid to do. So what is the sign? Oh, to without a, a doubt. What is the sign to a different blonde character? <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, Sharon uh, brings them back to her home, which turns out she's selling very expensive stolen art because uh, you know that's what happens after you've been a hero for so long. You just go and sell art. Yep. Which. I think I'm going to say this now. Uh, I think that she's the power broker. I was going to say, I think she's the power broker. I, it's It seems like such an obvious twist that I think people yeah. will be like, oh, they'll think it's that obvious that they won't think we'll do it and then we'll do it. Because the fact that, they, that she's always mentioning the power broker and right when they're about to go and do their thing, she then has to mysteriously leave. I thought it was very interesting how her dialogue about it was very different to Zemo. Zemo's was very much like, we'll, we'll just go and find the power broker and get it all, all found out. But she's like, well, if you do find the power broker, make sure it's uh, you're safe because it could be dangerous. I don't think you should do this. Like it was very dismissive that they shouldn't go and see the power broker. And she kept stressing like that, that like her situation was there was no way around it. It's not the yeah. same from you guys. Got the, it's not the same for me. And there was there was a hint of bitterness there. And just enough that if it was to be the power broker, you could easily reference this and this could be your sort of villain's monologue once it's established this is who it is. So I really hope it is the power broker because if it's not, I'll be disappointed because I'll think this, kind of like what George just said, like about getting mad when your own predictions don't make sense. In this case, it, it would be the case. I totally would. As a character, as a character arc, I think it would make sense because she's been on the run for at least after... Uh, Civil War, that's at least two years. And then I don't even know if she got snapped or not. So that's another five years. So that's like seven years on the run. What if you have her even reference the idea that, you know, um, not to, but, you know, Cap, you know, Steve left. Steve didn't come back for her. Steve didn't come back for yeah. her. And you can't tell her where she went, but Steve never came back for me. He said he would come back for me. Steve never did. And you're kind of locked into that and you have all these things. Everybody's let her down, including, and it's weird she's not really bringing it up too much yet, but including Steve. Yeah. And so I think there's there's a really good story to tell and I just hope it's the one they're choosing to tell. I would I would like that. I think if that was the case, it would split, explain a lot of my issues I had with this episode. Okay. Um. So then... After we have a little conversation and a scene where Sharon sees Sam shirtless, I think that was that was that scene when you mentioned like the 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 romance like sort of the 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 subtext of sort of romance there. I think that would probably be explicitly just to have people go off the trail that she Absolutely. would be like a surprise villain, just yeah. like it's it gets it gets Falcon in the story it gets Falcon off the trail because he's going to be distracted. Yeah, but it also gets us distracted, so we're too busy fanboying and fangirling over, um, over you know this potential. We can come up with names for like you know, um, Shalkin, <laughs> whatever it might be. <laughs> um, but you know, as, as we're busy doing that, and the fan fiction writers are going insane. 
um what's really happening is it's 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 a it's a great red herring it's a great look over there but not over here misdirection Mm -hmm. so that uh they can hopefully i i really love it if they could pay that off properly i don't know how i'd feel about like two marvel shows in a row having a, a twist villain just be like the 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 female character that people have liked for an, an extended amount of time well the minute that you name them the power broker means there has to be a reveal of who that is otherwise oh, yeah by giving them a name that's indescript um you know if they said oh it's 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 jim <laughs> all right jim jim is the villain there's his <laughs> face on this i'm seeing jim halpert in my head but there's jim yep. who's who's the villain behind all this well not the power broker and the name power and broker they both have very masculine connotations to them and so you're instantly going kind of in your head for looking for a man so at no point is this probably entering your thought process one would think mm. i really unless you're us yeah yeah i really want this to be the case I, I hope it is. The other fear is that it will just end up being Zemo, and he'll be like, I tricked you the entire time. I have, but I have be... considered that, too. I really hope it's not. <laughs> if it is, I'm going to be really annoyed because I just like this this trio dynamic and him just going off and having a bit having a bit of chaos or something. No, but... I, I'm with you. I want Zemo to be like, like Thor 2 Loki. I yeah. want him to be, you know, the scoundrel who you can't trust. And he's always going to do the thing that's out for himself in the end, but he will sort of flirt with that line of goodness or not goodness. Um, mm. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be, I think it'd be a waste for his, for this character they've now shown us. And I think the other argument can be, they did that on purpose so that we then fall in love with him. And then we're, we're sort of sad by his portrayal, but I'll, I'll be more disappointed than sad. So the question is to how to what degree is he Marvel's Pontiac Bandit? <laughs> oh, I'm so okay with that. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, Bandit. What was to make a car? What was to make a car? Come on, this will be funny. What make a car was it? <laughs> so, so where after, are we? After I don't that, know. We, yeah, we're we're now in a we're now in a in a, a loaded in a dock like a shipping container unit. Oh and right, we yeah. See, yeah. Uh, yeah, Dr. Nagel, who's operating in uh, in his little lab in the docks, and Bucky, Zemo, and Sam all go to talk to him and try and get some information out of him about what happened with the super soldier serum. And uh, Sharon's keeping watch, and during this entire ordeal, it's just Sharon dealing with bounty hunters the entire time, doing doing her scissor kicks, doing some backflips, doing some Black Widow uh, tribute band. Yeah, it's playing the yeah. hits. So some people in the audience have be going, she's playing them better, because I'll tell you what, there was a lot less cuts in this. Oh, she, it, if you this see is a, where if I you thought, see a scar yeah. joe it's cut 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 don't ever make them think for a moment she's really doing it uh, i'll yeah. the, the girl who plays sharon carter whose name escapes me at this moment uh she was in revenge as well as um something else uh oh that's gonna bug me but anyway um she is she seems to be better at, at the physicality than 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 yeah. ms ms johansson seems to be I'm, I I like that. I, I think I said last episode or one episode. It's out of the out of the two that we'd already done. One of those episodes that they <laughs> they had the they had some John Wick choreography, um, especially for the fight scenes, and it really shows, especially in that five minute segment of just it's nonstop physicality and it's very brutal. Like the next fifty minutes is extremely brutal 
which I thought was yes. really impressive for this. And uh, between these these fights that Sharon's having, we go back to, to Nagel and he's telling us the story of uh, he was he was there after Hydra failed and he was recruited by the CIA to find the super soldier serum that they had from uh, an American's blood. And I'm thinking it was either... Um, Bucky or Isaiah from it, last week. It seems episode. to be better. That's, I see. I thought it cleared yeah. up by the end. It was Isaiah. Yeah, and then uh, he was tested by the U.S. government. So yeah, that'd be Isaiah. Yeah. Uh, but before he could sort of rectify, he was turned to dust during the Thanos snap, and then it was abandoned because of the blip. Yep. But the power broker then funded his work, so he made twenty vials of the super soldier serum. And they were all stolen by Carly, and that's why the power broker wants to kill Carly, which then explained the text that she got last week about, I'll kill you, and you've t- 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 uh, yeah. taken my life's work and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, this is then when we find out about the woman from the epi- from the scene before uh, that we said with Carly, which was a woman called Donya Medan- uh, Medani, I believe. Okay. Um, and she had tuberculosis. But before they can, you know, continue to find out any more information, uh, Sharon appears and says that they're being overpowered. And Zemo, uh, who find, just found a gun in the lab. As you know. Yeah. Yeah, just under under a table. To be fair, in, in this city, it feels like there's just guns everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he kills Nagel before he can say anything else. And I think this could be one of two things. Yeah, that this is like. This could be like him trying to silence him before he can really say anything more about the power broker or like who Carly really is or something like that. Or it's just because it's Zemo. Well, Zemo's Um, got such a vendetta against the super soldier program that actually every second you let him alive is another. If this guy gets basically what we were told, if this guy gets away, he can reproduce this. But if we can kill him then that's it. It ends right now. So I think it's supposed to raise our suspicion of Zemo, but I think this is the red herring. I think he just kills him because he had to kill him. Yeah, that that seems more plausible. Uh, So then there's some more bickering and a bounty hunter just fires a rocket launcher at the lab, blows them up, they escape, and then... (laughs) They survive this, yeah. Yeah, they survive, um, and then they have to leave and run away zemo then uses that as a distraction to get away and he's only uh he's sort of just trying to get some more enemies and we think he's going to escape but he sort of just vanishes and we don't really know the outcome yet and and they're kind of making you think he's legged it he's taken his opportunity and he's escaped and then we go during all of this chaos and firefighting to uh lithuania where Carly's uh, trying to break into a GRC facility, and she says that um, uh, Madani was... Oh, yeah, was her mom because she keeps calling her Mama Donya. Okay. So um, then she sort of just talks about the times, uh, like her old days with the Flag Smasher and how they were in Madripoor during the snap, and that she knows Nagel has been killed somehow which i thought was really strange that she sort of just found out nagel was killed yeah um and because of that she knows that the super soldier serum is like that they have as the last so she thinks the power broker is going to come getting them down like is going to try it instead of hunting them down it's just going to come begging instead of with money has to because they are the product yeah. now that, that that they need now this speech was very expositiony 
Yeah. I still remember how scared I was when I took the serum and how it burned like fire in my veins. But now I'm so glad that we did it. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> if we hadn't talked about shrimp you, you, boats you in episode one. You had more emotion one, in that than she did. I think so. <laughs> if we yeah. hadn't talked about shrimp boats in, 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 in episode one, we might have had time for a scene to be written that could have explained this. <laughs> Jeez. Um, like, how about if her mother went... Why did you? Why did you do this? What? What? You know yeah. why? And she could go, "Oh, mom, I, I I didn't want to, but I have to in order to." That would have made sense, but you need time for that. And and as we've established, <laughs> this ain't got time for that. Nah, I, this is the only other thing I could think about. Zemo is somehow he's been puppeteering, like puppeteering this, uh, the flag smashes from from the strings oh, somehow. But why does he want the puppet? Sorry, why does he want the flag smashers to? It's just it still goes against this idea that he hates super soldiers, and it, I have, everything in Civil War would have to be a lie, or we'd have to justify why he changed. I think he thinks he can use it to his advantage, and like because they're just scared kids, and that he can just manipulate yeah. them into doing anything. There's a lot of parallels that people are seeing between this and things like Antifa or any social justice cause, where someone can sometimes manipulate certain people into doing certain things that they believe is for the good of social justice, or vice versa. Sure. And this could be a, this could be an easy narrative for it. And I think later on in the episode. It then goes that step further. And if that is, that would completely make sense why Kali then finds out that uh, Nagel's been killed and why he disappears for a bit of time. But I I don't think we have enough time for that again. I no. think I'm trying to be too clever. Yeah, you might be. You might be. And, and, and speaking about not having time, we don't have any more time for Carly for a while because we have to go to John and Lamar who well, are in the Berlin prison. If, if I may first, though. So, yeah. so Zemo shows up on top of one of the shipping containers with yeah. a mask. Now, what is oh, the significance? Oh, that hasn't happened yet. Oh, has it not happened yet? Yeah, no. Okay, that, so, that's so, in, like, another so, scene. So, go, go see Cap 2.0. So Cap 2.0, it's John and Lamar, and they're in a Berlin prison, and it's just it's just after Zemo's escaped, and uh, he he's uh, John is sure that Bucky and Sam were here because they uh, they paid him a visit just a little bit prior, and him being uh, Zemo, well, Lamar's so, basically sort of defending them say, and I, saying there's that absolutely the evidence. Say what you will, though, Walker's right. Oh, he yeah. is. It's just the ironic thing. I mean, he's the villain. He's the, he's the scumbag, but he's 100% got it sussed out. Oh, yeah. He, he knows what's going on. I think it's because, like, it's the it's the point later where he's like, uh, he then says, well, if they're going off the books, we need to go off the books as well. If we get results, our bosses aren't going to ask how we did it. Yeah, if we, if we manage to do the what, they don't care about the how. Yeah, yeah. and I think... And that's sort of where his it was he was very uh absent this episode, which I think we'll get more of him next week. Yeah. Because of that. Um I mean I think I mean Cap it's interesting because Cap goes down the same road when he goes against the Sokovia Accord and basically starts rejecting big oversight, whether it's government, whether it's shield, whether it's institutional bodies as as a whole and he sort of does that same argument but from like a, a morally good perspective yeah <laughs> whereas so it's really interesting to see the parallels and how like in every single way it feels like uh walker is is a a tainted or a perverted version of rogers which i think is really interesting because because obviously in uh captain america one the whole dynamic between uh steve and red skull was that 
So it, the serum takes the good parts and the bad parts. So for Steve, it's his optimism, his courage, his hope, and it makes him the Captain America. But with uh, Red Skull, it takes all of his 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 angst and his like his his evilness and just turns him into a a force of hell. And I think it's really interesting that even without the serum, Walker's still going down that less righteous path, more corruptible path already. And if if he somehow gets hold of a serum at some point that could then maybe then take him further down that path that I think we're going to get to. Oh, I hadn't considered that. Um, also very interesting that we had a Red Skull name drop this episode as well. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of the person who brings up the Red Skull, we then go back to where Nagel's corpse is, and it's just a nonstop fight scene where they're trying to uh, escape and... Zemo's off, and this is when we then get to Zemo on the top of the shipping containers, and he has this beautiful purple mask, um, which I, you asked before, but basically in the comics, uh, Zemo, uh, Baron Zemo has a purple face mask, very similar to that, but with like a, a, a crown to symbolize his royalty. Okay. And that's sort of just uh, his his costume. And I remember when he first got announced, I was really con- like concerned would they show this really stupid, like, robber's mask drenched in purple? And I think it's actually done really well. No, I was good. And he looks so cool in this. Yeah, especially with he's the coat. Just, <laughs> yeah, he's in his fur coat, he's got the mask on, and he's shooting away, and Sam, uh, Bucky, and Sharon are just doing flips and kicks, and Bucky just spears a guy through the arm. Yeah. And it's so I don't think grotesque it was, I think it was so a, violent. I don't think it was a guy. Was it not? I think it was a woman with a short haircut. I do. Because I was like, oh. oh <laughs> Which actually, if you remember back to my, when we talked about The Mandalorian on a previous, uh, yeah. when we did um, our season one retrospect um, mm. on Talk of the Mickey. Um, was that talking? Yeah, it was Talk of the Mickey. My, yeah. I said my, my issue with, with um, Car- Carla Dune was that she always wins. Whenever time a woman fights a man, the woman always wins. Now, when it just kind of detaches me from my from my belief. In this case, yeah, if a woman's shooting at you, take a take a, a thing and spear through a shoulder. Now, it could be it could be an androgynous looking dude. I might be wrong, but regardless, the I like vibranium arm of justice is gender fluid. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So there we go. But I thought it was—I thought it was just a—it was a great fight scene. I'm gonna go back and rewatch it because I just think yeah. the camera work is so well done. It's not that shaky. It's just visceral and like up there, which I thought was really well done, especially for like how a lot of the old fight scenes were done in Captain America, and I didn't really like them in the same vein. Yeah, I mean, it sounds stupid to say this, but it felt very captain america and the winter soldier which 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 i love which i'm not alone on that on that tree branch i understand that everybody loves captain america and the winter soldier but um this part was really interesting oh i need to mention this this is something totally i have to mention this now while i'm thinking about it because i will forget yeah so when bucky earlier in the episode when he's going full winter soldier on these guys in the bar the the theme of the winter soldier begins to play in oh, the background yeah. and i just gotta mention that because i i just love anything that piece of music gets to show itself and i like that it shows the tenuous grip maybe that uh, bucky barnes has on his reality on his sanity if you will and how how quickly even if he's faking it how easy it is to tap into that mindset there so, aren't many pieces of music in the MCU that like I can identify, but yeah, it's it's those it's it's that razor blade on the violin that just 
always yep. pierces in your mind, and I think it's so well done. And I think, I think, I think they play with it. I think they play with speed, yeah. and if it's forward or backward, I think they, they do a lot of stuff with it. But uh, yeah, the only two pieces I can tell you are the main Avengers theme and that. There's maybe a couple more, but I think that's just because I've seen them, and even then I barely remember the other ones. Yeah. Someone said that like Zemo's theme popped up at some point, but I could not tell you what Zemo's theme well, even I think, was. I think Zemo's theme was, was the, the, the stinger piece of music that occurred at the end of episode two. I think that was Zemo's oh, theme. This is in oh. the prison. Yeah. But that's only if you know and you've studied mm. and you've gone, oh, it's Zemo's theme. Okay, great. But I don't think it's anything that's been really well, you know, it's not it's not on that level yet. But someone got yeah. it. It's a good, good fear. So where we're 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 still at the shipping container. We're, yeah, we're still at the shipping container, and then uh, Zemo just sort of he appears out of nowhere, and he he's like, "It's Brittany, bitch," because he's in a really cool car, and he, he just tells Sam and Bucky to hop in, and they're gonna go to uh, find Donna Donya Madani, and all of a sudden Sharon says that she can't join because she needs to go, and you know do something that totally isn't to do with the power broker totally but not. before she, before she goes sam says that oh yeah i'll get you i'll get you that that plea deal and i'll get you exonerated and then she's like don't i think she says like don't count on it or something like that yeah she's very dismissive yeah so then uh the three of them go off on their little cross-country road trip and then we go back to the flag smashers who were trying to steal uh six months of supplies from the grc and i think it was really weird because we're supposed to not like these characters, but everything they're doing that they've established in the show said by other, by like our protagonist, other protagonists yeah. is just, they're, they're Robin Hoods. They're doing good things. Look at all these people. But so you know how we're going to make them not seem good. They're going to blow up a building of innocence. Well, I think, I think uh, one, it was supposed to be softening on them. I think that's been by, by design. Yeah. I, think, I think we have. And then I think with the whole do up your seatbelt, you know, now, and then it blows up. And the one guy clearly has no idea what she oh, was yeah. doing. And I think we've established, okay, we've got people who are doing arguably the wrong thing for the right reasons but then ginger Freckleface is doing it absolutely for the worst in the worst possible way yeah. and yeah um it's, it's just this is the only language these people understand whenever you start referring to the other in those sorts of those people these people you people that's always a dangerous binary way to look at things, but it helps. It helps with establishing that people are losing it. It it shows that there's no longer a an ability or want to to try and help everyone, and more just more a selfish sort of intake, which. I'm sure we'll we'll try and they'll try and delve down more about because she's she's a young character, and I think that'll then be more shown because of how she was treated by throughout the blip. But well, it's. It's it's an interesting dynamic, maybe that they might have, but in in two episodes we've gone from one world, one people, to yeah. actually that was last week. I think we saw one oh, world, yeah, one people yeah. for the first time. So in one episode we've gone from one world, one people to very much two different peoples, people yeah. who were here before the blip, sorry, before the blip was was reversed, and the people who've come back since, and those are two very different groups in in her mm. eyes. Because they they start talking about like greed, because she says and. I was watching this with my girlfriend. We both made fun of this because she just says it so... I, I really like this actress, but she was like, 
you had six months worth of supplies and you didn't give them to anyone. There are people who needed them. I think she's trying to play grief stricken, but it's not done well. Yeah. I thought she was much better last week. I thought she actually. Yeah. Could, I thought she could act last week. This week, I she's think she really could. good in. She's really good in solo, which was this. This that one delivery was very stilted from what I was. I'm used to. Um, but I, it's one of those things that I think they're trying to have less of a. A character that we're not supposed to sympathize with as much, so they want to try and push her more into a villain territory than you would expect with someone who's supposed to be a Robin Hood. Yeah. But at the same time, I think you you even said before, the argument can then be, oh, well, she's really grief-stricken, she's upset, she, like her mother's <sighs> died. But it's... There needs to be more of a... More of a just, oh, it's these people. Because I think she even mentions, like, uh, Donia, but, like, not to the same thing of it's the i think she she says it's uh these are things that donya could have needed but yeah i mean we had some clunky exposition we could have used one or two more lines if we need to get that across i mean to get that across mm. but he, he could have gone tell me if this isn't about your mother you, you know really, yeah. that's it one line one line and i'm there yeah <laughs> that, so that probably could have worked that probably could have worked uh but such is uh, and then are we back? Uh, now we're going to, is it Latvia? Uh, yeah, Latvia. So they're, they're in Riga where the uh, GRC was just exploded. So they're trying to sort of find their traces. And they're, they're about two steps behind Carly because they're trying to find Donya. There's and then a great line out. by Zemo where he's saying, I guess it must be in the region of where Sokovia is supposed to be. And he went, <laughs> and he went, he went, did you guys go to the memorial? And he kind of looks and goes, no, I didn't think you would. And I'm like, good shout, good shout. For, you know, the Avengers, for everything they're supposed to stand for, I like Zemo. I like Zemo continuously challenging and going, there is a human cost and you won't even engage with it on that real of a level. You want to show me Falcon hanging out with shrimp boats? You want to show me that side of it? Fine. <laughs> He's human. Then why isn't he going over here and paying respect and going to the memorial and seeing the damage that was done? And I'm like, I like Zemo for this constant counterpoint. I think it's 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 a good way to I don't know if humble them is the right word, but to sort of keep them in check of people that they're trying not to become like with the previous Avengers. Yeah, it's not just what's interesting. Accountability. It's not, like yeah, that. it's not just what's next. It's like let's also deal with what happened before, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was cool. And then they find out that Donya's dead, so they need to sort of retrace their steps. And uh Instead of this, Bucky decides he's going to go for a little bit of a stroll in the second the. Uh... Did you think it was weird that the other two just kind of go cool? Yeah, <laughs> you know, for a while. Like, cool, yeah, we'll right, just get man. Ice cream. We'll do something. We'll like, we'll like catch. Him. I will say this: when they were at the um, Shelby's or Shelly she, she, Shelby's, uh, Selby, Selby. I knew yeah. I was getting something wrong there. Selby's uh, office, if you will. And the phone call comes. I don't know if you noticed this, but Falcon didn't only have signal here. He also had Wi-Fi, which means he's came oh. to the local network. So I'm, I'm just going like, clearly these guys are like, I guess I'll just like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just message in the group chat when it's time for you to come back over, <laughs> shall we? Because oh, I, like, I like to think the three of them have like a text chain. But, like, Zemo's the one who's way too enthusiastic about it, so he's always sending, like, memes and stuff and no one's replying, so it's just a blockchain of him continuously. He just, like, keeps, like, doing, like, like, like all the code words from, from previous. He's like, no, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> this isn't going to work. Oh, I'd love that. 
and Falcon's all upset because he doesn't get to be in on the joke. He's like, what? What does this mean? He's like, nothing, nothing. Don't, 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 don't listen to him. So while, while Bucky goes off the detox from, from the group text train, uh, he then sees some, li- some little tiny metal balls and he finds a couple more and then he goes to, to a corner and he's like, oh, I wondered when you'd show up. And then we see uh, Io, who is... Uh, a lot of people have been saying that it's Danai character, but it's not. It's just uh, it's a random it's a random Wakandan Dora Milaje woman who, if you remember in Civil War... When um, Black Panther goes to speak to Black Widow, there is a, a woman who looks very similar who says, move or you will be moved. That That's her character. Okay. So uh, she's like a one-line character that's come back. And yeah. I bet you she was like, cool. <laughs> Didn't think anything else was going to come out of that. I like the idea that there is some comeuppance. It's not just a clean, tidy, okay, we've we freed Zemo. He's good now, and which is something yeah. I, I hate. I think I made reference to it in something we did recently. Um, I hate when villains turn good and all of a sudden it's they have no no fallible characteristics. I like the yeah. idea of it much like he was lecturing them. He's got a legacy of what he's done as well. And part of that is he killed King T'Challa, as they reminded us. Um, yeah, he, he killed T'Challa's dad. And then because Io even says at the end, he's like, she's like, uh, I'm here for Zemo. And that's how the episode ends. It's just this shock of Wakanda's now involved. Yeah. Because Zemo's... It's it's now been said that Zemo's free, so that which after. also means they may have to they may explain to us how they're handling uh, the past in Chadwick Boseman. Well, I was I was going to say this because the episodes seem to always end on a, on a big shock and reveal. Yeah. The first one it was the new Captain America. The second one it's Hey Zemo. This this one it's Wakanda's now involved. Would it be possible? Because this this show was filmed at least most of it before Chadwick Boseman passed away. Would it be possible at all that we have a Black Panther cameo oh, in this show? Can you do it as a surprise about it? I don't know if that's something you want to get out there for. I don't know what the right thing to do with that is. I think you have the shot because Twitter would explode oh, the it, same it, way. It would. The, the same question, way Skywalker broke. Twitter oh, it would be. Like, it would be. Oh. It would be even bigger. It would be absolute. Because yeah. this isn't just a character. We. This is a character and a person that that obviously we think because because the actor is. Um, this would be his long final since performance. dead. This would be uh, remarkable. Um, the, uh, how sick did he get and how close to the end was it we don't, I, I think the, the, the smart money is to go no he's not going to be here and the smart money could have been that if not for that is is he the reveal here oh that would cause I because i know they once, did, you they open, once you open once you open once you open the 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 door uh mm. we're sort of at, well look at us we're li- we're literally asking the question yeah um take the whole scene and then go, I wonder what you'd think. And he just goes, you know, it doesn't have to be the same line, but something along it. And he just goes, I am here for Zemo. And then we just go, boom. And that's it. That would have been, I mean, that's the time you do it. I don't mm. think, I don't think you leave a, you leave the breadcrumbs out. I think you just, you tack that on the end and you don't give people a week to expect it or to ask the question. Uh, now, do I want it? Absolutely. I want it. Um, it would be, a, I, think I think I, they could do it in a send off way. I think I want it. Yeah, I, I could get it and go. Oh, that's just it makes me feel. It's always hard. Like when we saw Peter, C- now, there's a difference because Peter Cushion's 100 percent CGI yeah. in, in in Rogue One. <clears throat> if this was him and he actually shot it, 
that I'm okay with. There's no moral. Yeah. There's no moral ambiguity there. I don't think of in the same way, like with Carrie, all of Carrie Fisher's scenes in episode nine were just like deleted scenes. Cutting room floor stuff that they just created some sort of a narrative around. Um, I don't think it would be that. If, if, if it's just him showing up and he's like, he's, he's saying like, Zemo, what are you doing with Sam and Buck? Like I would, I'll be honest. It would probably floor me because I watched civil war, uh, I watched a couple of films leading up to WandaVision, and when I got to Civil War and he appeared, I got really teary-eyed because it, it was so strange seeing him again after everything. The bigger question is going to be, I mean, at some point, they have to deal with what happened to the character, and you've got two options, mm. really. I think the character has to die, I think. Oh, yeah. So do you kill him off-screen, and you just report about it? Or do you kill him? Or do you kill him off screen, full stop, and we just hear about his death? Do you kill him on screen, kind of, where we say he's in that car? You can use any sort of whatever you want to represent him through a double from a distance, whatever it is. Yeah. The car blows up, in which case you get to make a villain out of this. The mm. villain who kills T'Challa. 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 Yes. T'Challa. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or um, you do some stupid stuff or with because nobody knew that's the thing nobody knew at marvel he was that sick nobody knew marvel he was sick there was there was there was no way that they were able to to prepare or do anything like that they wouldn't have the opportunity to film a farewell yeah so you you would have to do this kind of in revisionist ways but the bigger question is what do you do i think now with the character of t'challa because you have to acknowledge that somehow i think they'll likely just kill him off screen I like option two a little bit where someone gets to get made in a sense. Um, it could be, I mean, you got to play in front of a focus group and see what the reaction to that would be. But I'm, I guess I'm, as far as the storytelling mode would be, I, obviously he wanted to be T'Challa so badly in Black Panther 2. I yeah. think he would be, I think he'd be, no, I, I don't know him, but I think if you're that invested in it, he'd be up for something like that and at least the character has closure. If you're not going to recast. I, yeah. I don't. I, I think Ryan Coogler said the last week they're not going to recast him. So I think. Yeah. I think it's very interesting as well the fact that this very recent news about Black Panther has come out about uh, what Ryan Coogler said about Chadwick Boseman at least. Yeah. And that all of a sudden then we're getting Wakanda involved. Now this is totally me like doing a, a YouTube uh, clickbait like MCU thing, but it's very well lined up i think to easily explain i think this a tv show be way too low level for them to like explode him or kill him off in some way because people who haven't seen the show will then go to black panther 2 and be like well why is he dead and they say oh remember that time that baron zemo turned (laughs) like hang on hang on a minute ago we're saying this would break twitter and now you're going wait what happened to t'challa I'm, I'm here doctors I'm, I'm here watching black panther 2 going where is he come on <laughs> come on it would there's always someone who's not seen it it would break it would it would be people who don't even know what 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 if there is anybody everybody would know this it would be right oh, up there yeah. with george kills lenny <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i say i think i'm just trying to find the different sort of barometers but it I really, I really want him to show up in this. In my yeah, heart of hearts, I think you know, I know he's not going to. If they were going to do it, it would have been, it would have been this, this appearance here. This is the episode you do it. I, I don't, I really how, don't. Know. How many more episodes do you? I mean, really, don't you have to have all your pieces in play for episode four? 
Well, unless he's doing the Luke Skywalker bit, unless he's doing that, but we don't have that. You don't have I, that. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I think this could send us to Wakanda at some point. I think it, <sighs> with everything going, it, it could it could make sense. Wakanda's the only other place that would have the ability to make the super soldier serum. They have their little flowers. So I think yeah. that's the only viable explanation possibly to go there and then we'd see him. But... Now, I turned off the episode at the credits. Was was there a post-credit thing that I missed? Uh, no, there, there wasn't anything, no. I would expect we'll probably start seeing them maybe started next week, second half of the... Uh... Yeah, it's, I, it's less post-credit. It's not like WandaVision was really easy to do, post, to do post-credit scenes. Just, yeah. the, just the way it was formatted. I mean, this isn't like a little, East, little extra Easter egg at the end. This is just... This is just one linear narrative. So I think maybe you don't get one until the end of episode six, maybe. I, I, I think I'd be okay with that because the yeah. the way that it's going, I don't think it has that same sort of structure to to have it. Though I will say, the more that I'm watching the show like and see the credits, I go, okay, so they're adding this person, this person, this person. They're getting a roster. Yeah, they are. But it's not in the same way that WandaVision had a, a roster. So I... I very much expect the next three episodes are going to be. I I didn't mention this, but they're getting significantly longer each. Yeah, episode. It was, this was this was a long one today. Uh, this not, was not, not in a bad way. Uh, a couple yeah. of times I thought I thought that's the end of the episode, and it wasn't. Mm. It wasn't. And so again, it was a big reveal, and that's when you that's when you cut to black to that that gets the internet talking again. Um, I don't. I mean, my my, my excitement level continues to rise. I am now. No in solid eight and a half territory i'm feeling good this is this is what i wanted it to be yeah i think i don't i'll be honest if we get to episode five and there is no payoff of the boat i'm gonna get really confused why the boat was there but at the same time yeah, i'm yeah i'm kind of ignoring i'm kind of batman beginsing if you will episode yeah. one and going it's 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 all, it, okay i see what you're doing but it really wasn't necessary to understand the rest of the story i think it was just there because people wanted to see it. it's i have no i think i said even then if we get to the, the rest of the episode the series and it makes sense i'll to, i'll totally like eat my boot and say okay yeah sure that makes sense and i do like that that episode i rewatched it recently because my girlfriend wanted to see it and it's an okay episode but with everything else, it structurally is not the same or even tonally the same as nope. everything else that we've seen now. Um, yeah, it just it was just a bit of clunk to sort of go, let's see where they are at now. All right, fair enough. Um, but very much looking forward to the next thing. I mean, really, at the end of the next episode, our pieces have to be in motion, don't they? We said that with WandaVision as well. Oh. <laughs> they wanted to the final. Division was so abstract. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's not layers of, of, of symbolism and mythology to get through. This has been a very linear narrative as we as we walk through it. Uh, and dealing with stuff that we don't know, whereas WandaVision was stuff that we do know wrapped in layers of sort of philosophy. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm curious where is... Go I mean, what do we still don't know who the power broker is. We, we've got Cap that we have to figure out what his role is going to be. I'm still holding out hope for that civil war callback scene. I really want that. Um, then we've got, I, you got to believe Don Cheadle's coming back. Don't you? It would, it would make sense because I think Don Cheadle has a TV show. And I think 
they'll uh, they'll use this to to sort of piggyback on to Armor Wars, which is just like all the Iron Man suits are back or something like that. Oh, I mean, I think, he's got an MCU show. Yeah, he's got an MCU show. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is why that was the only reason I thought he was there, so they could then be like, oh, look, he'll, my, be, he'll be back for that. My least favorite Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> like, anybody who's thought thinks that Iron Man was just the suit, let's just look at Rhodey. It's clearly not. Um, yeah, you've It'll got, be weird. You've got all these pieces. Uh, an interesting thing we haven't talked about yet was the bit where, again, uh, I think it's Bucky who says to Sam that he was wrong not to, oh, to, to, yeah, to, give, to give the shield back and he goes you're yeah. right it was a mistake he says see so you should he goes i should have destroyed it and we're like whoa and then sam even uh bucky even says that well if you're not going to i guess i'll have to do something so i think it'd be interesting there is a character now in bucky who would begrudgingly take up that mantle and that shield to even honor can, steve's legacy can you correct that in three episodes and again i ask where is steve I think he's a corpse. Where is... Oh, come on. He, did he... What happened? He got whacked as soon as the, the, the scene was over? Okay, picture this, though. Picture this. We don't just get Black Panther. We get Black Panther sharing the screen with Captain America again. <laughs> Young Black Panther, old Cap. Hell yeah. Old Cap is back. There's your poster. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I think it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. I think... I kind of want Cat not to be here. I understand that, but in a storyline yeah. perspective, don't you have to explain where he is? Yeah, like a year. I I know in in uh, in was uh, Spider Man Two. They they're like we don't know where Captain America went. He kind of just vanished. I I yeah. I, I get how he shows up. I don't get how he can disappear. Because he he doesn't dead. have enough. He doesn't have enough of the. Uh, Oh, the pim particles, particles. Yeah. to do another trip. Unless he goes and breaks in again and gets more. But he's not a scientist. I don't know. I don't know. So we got lots of questions. But overall, I think, um, I think, I mean, I've, my, I've enjoyed each episode more than the one that preceded it. So I'm in a good place going into four or five and six. I feel pretty good at the halfway point. Then again, I felt really good at the halfway point of WandaVision as well. So we'll see. <laughs> I think unlike one division, we're not building like high, high expectations because I think one division I think was needed. I've gone back and watched one division slowly uh, with with my girlfriend and seeing it in that perspective, knowing what's coming and not building expectations to like a crazy point. I've gone, okay, I can respect this now. Uh, yeah. So I think I think Wonder Vision was needed for that sense of we can't get our expectations too high. He says as he spent the last fifteen minutes talking about how he wants to see Black Panther <laughs> yeah. in this show. But 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 I, I also I also understand that I I might not see it and I'm not gonna be too disappointed because I understand all the logistics. I mean we didn't have to have Monica Rambo going, Oh, it's my contact over the hill and then yeah. not pay that off. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there was that. So they made a rod for their own back. I think this feels like they've got a much better sense of who it is so i think in <laughs> you're hoping for chadwick both not Chad, chadwick boseman to appear one last yeah. time as t'challa i think we're both hoping that um uh sharon carter emily van zant the actress's name yeah uh turns out to be the power broker i think um, that'd be really interesting for that for yeah that character. It'd, it'd be really interesting especially with what you said about steve wasn't even there and yeah. i yeah I I'd love that. Hell, if old Steve shows up and she's like, "You are nothing now." Oh, oh, oh that would that would hurt. There could I mean, there's, there's a whole 
there's a very interesting perspective they could do about um, about sexual politics and about you know uh, abandoning people and, and how how you treat women and did I mean, who is and it's, it, it, we got a message about the problem with symbols as we stop seeing the people as being human with flaws. Mm-hmm. That could be really interesting. I wonder who who said that. Uh, that was Zemo. Was that Zemo yeah. who said it? Oh, I was really hoping it was me, Peggy. Oh, that would have been good. So we'll see how that goes because, you know, Steve, for all his, I mean, he's got, I mean, Steve's as close to perfect as it gets, to be honest. Yeah, I think the fact that there's someone that perfect is able to, could possibly, I, I like that, I I think that I've fully just accepted your your, what you've said about Sharon's view now without it even happening. But if someone as perfect as Steve is able to, like, completely be disregarded and, like, hated by someone who idolized him, like like Sharon, I think that would be really good for a character. Isn't this the MCU's dirty little secret that he hooks up with Sharon Carter? And we all go, don't think about her. Don't think. Go back to the go back to the girl you're supposed to be with. Go back to Peggy. Yeah, We're not yeah. going to. Don't put her on the screen. Put her off to the side. And, you know, in many ways, the viewer kind of uses her as a peggy surrogate just like cap did and then we and then once we put her to the side and we go back to no this is the this is the this is the girl you're supposed to end up with forget about your little your little yeah i mean yeah i mean timeline wise you know she's she's you know peggy's dead that 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 but um I think it's an, As a int- character, it's an that interesting would, that would thing. Destroy someone. I, I, yeah. I think absolutely. absolutely. I, I really hope we do go down that path because I think, especially, we don't have a lot of character. I say, I say that we have a lot of characters in the MCU who are like their villain backstory is, oh, I was uh, scorned by this person, but it's always Tony Stark. I think the fact that you could have this great symbol of Captain America be tarnished. That's a good point. At two different points by by John Walker and also by Steve himself accidentally would be really interesting to then see a rise of a new captain america who could challenge both of those kind of ideologies yeah good show mm. good show but yeah i think that's sort of where we could leave it there's nothing else really unless you want to be like oh yeah what cool suit do you think zima will now wear, wear <laughs> nah. now nah. but- I'm I'm digging the the uh, his sheepskin looking coat <laughs> and his and his and his purple mask i was digging it purple of course we- being the color of royalty Oh yeah, my my big concern is currently we've got I think what was it four plot lines now currently again we've got Sam and Bucky and Zemo we've got Carly doing the flag smasher we got um whatever's happening with the power broker and we've also got uh John and uh, Hoskins if I can that's you, right you, that's five you've got more you've got Bucky's list and oh, you've got yeah. and you've got what's going to happen with the shrimp boat. That's that's seven now. Seven, and we've got about two hours of screen time to figure this all out. Oh God! Is there any chance they could do a season two of this? Possibly. I know, I'd, be, I'd be up for going on a ride. This was this I'd, is lethal weapon esque yeah. sort of stuff. I'd be up for it. I think this could this could work as a as a as a series to then propel to other things. I'd like that. I think for me. I noticed with One Division, I think on Disney Plus, it says limited series. With this, it just says series one oh, or okay. season one at least. Okay. So if that's the case, I'm 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 all in, and I'd totally be okay if they have have like a, a cliffhanger or something for staying for season two. Well, but... then you don't have to have the list get remedied. I don't know how you can remedy the list. Mm. I don't know how you can do it in three episodes to go. 
He's he, got a bunch of names he's got to clear up before he even gets back to Mr. Is it Nakajima? Oh uh, yeah, Mr. Nakajima. Yeah, until until you get to there. So I think there's room for that. And if so, I really hope so, because otherwise they're playing it way too slow in the first half. I could see this going for two or three seasons. Yeah. Like as a as a as a on as an on running thing. Like maybe not in the same vein as Agents of Shield was to sort of plot between them but i think there's there is a character study between all of these people that needs to be shown more with more respect than like one season i look forward to clipping all of this audio for when we're wrong about everything oh you know i will yeah i do (laughs) so with that i guess we're at the end of an episode we're halfway through this season now which is very weird to think with so much up in the air so Join us next week. If you've liked this, please follow us on Twitter at Best Film Ever Pod and Talk the Mickey. I've been Ethan. And I've been Ian. And I don't have a closing line, so I guess I'll have to ask Are you going to move your seat up? No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening.